0: Hello and welcome back to The Haunting Podcast. I'm your host, Tegan.
1: And I'm Jordan.
0: Hi Merry Christmas, everybody.
1: Merry Christmas, my favorite holiday of them all.
0: It really is your favorite holiday. Personally, mine is Halloween.
1: Shocking, shocking revelation that one is.
0: (laughs) So we thought we would do something a little bit different today. We're going to kind of veer away from what we uh, normally do and we're going to just kind of tell some spooky haunted stories some spooky uh, Christmas related stories
1: that also may be true
0: maybe true and uh, you know they they kind of go with what we uh what we normally do a little bit historical but uh not much information today just a little bit of fun
1: I totally agree and what's more fun than spooky but also maybe true Christmas stories kind of
0: a combo of uh both our favorite holidays
1: I love it I love it you want to lead uh... us
0: it, you know what I would? I would like to lead you um all the time, actually. Oh, we thank could you. just yeah, you just follow me wherever
1: wherever I go. Oh, thank you. That's such a selfless act.
0: Yes, I know. I know I, I shall take charge and uh you had just just do everything I say.
1: Oh my God, let's get <laughs> to the stories. <laughs>
0: The first story is The Legend of the Mistletoe Bride Haunts England's Bramshill House. So the Mistletoe Bride has been retold through centuries and, you know, little things change here and there. So it's just a little legend. Um, but the origins, although kind of difficult to to get kind of a, a firm grip on, the, the kind of root story of it is um, there was a lord... His name was Lord Lovell. Uh, he was preparing to marry a young lady who was believed to be related to Sir John Cope, the owner of the Bramshell House. So it was around Christmas time, and there were mistletoes hung throughout the mansion. So they decided to make a game of it. The story goes that the bride would go and hide somewhere in the mansion, and whichever one of the groomsmen found her first would get to take her under a mistletoe and kiss her. Oh. I know, right? So How sweet. sweet. <laughs> That's what I want for my wedding. I want one of your groomsmen to kiss me. No. <laughs> that would be so creepy to me. Yes. So she goes off hiding and all the groom, groomsmen, you know, start the search and minutes turn to hours, and hours turned to days, and days turned to months, and they just never found her. And it wasn't until just centuries later that they found a secret closet and inside that secret closet was a chest that was locked from the outside. So they opened it up, and they found her mummified remains.
1: That's insane.
0: Isn't that crazy?
1: That's super creepy. I don't know about you, but I find that super creepy. That's like that Edgar Allan Poe poem, you know, the cask of something.
0: My thing is, could you imagine living in a house, like how many how like owners this place has had, and they just... The entire time there was a person dying or mummified. At some point, there were people living in this house while she was dying. A a groom was like
1: mourning his loss. See, this is why you don't buy old houses.
0: What do you think they thought
1: happened? I, I don't know. I guess maybe she ran off. I mean, that would be my thing, I guess.
0: I just... I got to know. I, I want to know. I want to look into this one just like a little bit more at some point. There wasn't really a lot of information, but I must find out what they
1: thought. We'll I need find to out. find out. We'll find out in the future when we do uh, when we do England or something. you know. Yes.
0: Yes. I am rather excited for England.
1: All right. Well, my first story is the ghost of Sir Joffrey D'Armandeville, and his headless dog that roams the streets on Christmas Eve. The story of Sir Joffrey de Mandeville is brimming with political betrayals. He held the title of Earl of Essex and was a prestigious European landowner during the 1100s. Because of his title, he had great influence over royal politics at the time. However, when a debate emerged regarding their rightful heir to the throne, he chose the losing side and was promptly stripped of many of his assets and excommunicated from the church.
0: That sucks.
1: That sucks, but that's how civil wars go. You'll get get stripped of everything.
0: That's true.
1: Yeah. During his excommunication, Sir Joffrey was slain on the battlefield, but because of his exile, he was not allowed a proper Christian interment, which many believe left his spirit trapped within this earthly realm. Rumor claims that Sir Joffrey also left a curse on his properties that he owned, stating that, should they ever be taken away from him, ruin will befall the betrayer. And every six years on Christmas Eve, he and his headless dog would haunt the lands draped in a red cloak. Ever since his demise, people who have visited the properties he once owned, particularly the one at Pym's Brook Bridge in East Barnet, have reported hearing strange sounds and witnessing the hazy image of a headless dog breaking through the fog, accompanied by a knight in full armor and a red cloak. He sounds badass. I won't lie.
0: Yeah, he does. He does. Sound, although I, I gotta say, I still would not want to run into him.
1: I wouldn't run into any, uh, anything like this, really. But. Um, I don't know. I mean, I would probably do the same thing if I was him. I'd be like, you know, fuck you guys. Seriously.
0: I know we're not that far into doing this podcast, but the list of things that I do not want to run into in a dark alley is just slowly getting longer.
1: Like a chest with a mummified remain of somebody. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, I I don't <laughs> I, I don't know how I would run into that in a I'd be very concerned if I was just running into that in a dark alleyway. I'd be
1: awfully concerned as well, you know. Like Oh, look. I mean, personally, I wouldn't open a, a chest that's just sitting in a dark alley. A locked one at that. A locked one at that. I mean, like, I can't imagine what I might find. Like, a stash of drugs, more <laughs> likely, I guess. Like, oh, it's the <laughs> local crack.
0: You know, I would almost kind of be expecting a dead body a little i'm not even gonna lie i'd probably that's i wouldn't even well we think do of live drugs. in chicago yeah I, I got i i probably wouldn't even think of drugs like my first thought would probably be it's a dead body
1: it has to be that's the only thing it could be it,
0: it really it really <laughs> it really is i'm sorry i got lost in my thought about chicago there for a minute okay so on to the next story so um i have another one that I actually, I want to revisit this maybe in a next episode. Absolutely. A little bit of foreshadowing here. But this one is a ghost that was supposedly disturbed a Christmas party at Alcatraz. So for those of you who do not know or who may not know, Alcatraz is a isolated penitentiary. It's a jail. It's a jail on an island in the middle of California, San Francisco Bay. It, um, I don't know when it was open, but it was closed in 1963. So I do know that. Um, but one Alcatraz the-
1: has been a- around for a while. It used to be a civil war base.
0: Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be a fun one to research. Was it always a jail?
1: No, it was not always a jail. No.
0: Oh, that you just said that.
1: Oh, sorry. I meant like Alcatraz. The place has been around for a while, but it's been it, it's changed purposes.
0: Yeah, I think you kind of said that with your Civil War thing. But that, that I digress. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I digress. So Alcatraz has a jail on it. Isolated jail in the middle of the San Francisco Bay. Do not want to go there. It held some very prolific uh, criminals. Yeah, well, you know, we'll visit that in the next episode. Yeah, like
1: Chicago's very own Al Capone. Oh, yeah, he. they did hold
0: hold Al Capone. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so one of the stories, among many, that is where one of the wardens at the time, it was back in the 1940s, the warden was Warden Johnston. He decided to throw a small Christmas party in the boarding house on the island. And during the gathering, a few of the guards were retelling a story about a phantom figure who had appeared to them. Um, And the description of him was he was... Wandering in a gray, he was wandering wearing a gray suit, a brimmed cap, and he was sporting mutton chops. Hot mutton chops. Hot. I love that for him. Bring it back. So as they're talking about this, he appears like right there, and everyone's just kind of looking at him like, "Oh shit!" Like they are just in shock, staring at this just figure. And, um, all of a sudden, you know, it like the fire extinguished, it got cold and he was just gone.
1: Not cool. Not cool at a Christmas party. Cause I'm probably like hammered and I don't want to see that, you know,
0: not cool at a Christmas party that is on a like forbidden Island.
1: <laughs> Pretty much an Island full of prisoners. No, no, I'm good. I'm I'm good.
0: Yeah. I, I, you know, one of my fears would be that it was an escaped prisoner more than a ghost.
1: Yep, me too. So, yeah, I'm me good. Me too. I'd be like, grab the whistle, boys, we're and as I just like <laughs> run into the wall or something because, I'm again, I'm hammered. You're, just, you're drunk. I'm drunk. Well, for my second story, we're not only back in England, but this also has a headless person in it. So, my story is, a headless horseman allegedly haunts Roos Hall every December. Bruce Hall, a mysterious mansion in the English countryside, is rumored to be one of the most haunted places in England. We must revisit.
0: I mean, England's going to get... Once we get out of the United States, there's so much stuff we need to revisit. Oh, yeah.
1: Located just outside the small town of Beckles in the county of Suffolk, the mansion has accumulated plenty of ghost stories ever since it was first built in the 16th century. One of the most horrifying stories is that of the Headless Horseman. Sounds familiar. Many people may be familiar with this legend, but at Roos Hall, it takes on a life of its own. Numerous visitors to Roos Hall have reported a man on a horse riding towards them on the road, only discovered that he has no head. Allegedly, on Christmas Eve, the headless man is often seen clattering down the driveway with his phantom coach and four horses. And this is only the beginning of Ruse's Hall ghostly existence. Other rumors claim that there are strange markings inside the hall known as the devil's footprints. I've heard of this. And some have even reported seeing a girl watching them from the windows. So how would you feel just standing there in front of this hall and there's a... a, a, You can't even call him a headless horseman. He's like a headless carriage driver. But you just see like that clackling down the road and everything.
0: I think I would hide, Uh, you know, like I would I would hide behind my house, a window like I would just I would I would I would hide.
1: I would just be confused.
0: I would hide because that's like like, what is that?
1: <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I wouldn't be cool with it at all. I, but... w- I
0: wouldn't want it to see like if I could watch it where I knew it could not see me, then I'd be I'd be watching it. Otherwise, I wouldn't want it to see me. So I'd be hiding. <laughs>
1: I mean, I wouldn't want to see it either. It could be like, you know, he like put you under his spell to like go into the carriage as he takes you to hell. Yeah. See, Ooh. that's what I don't want.
0: Like, I don't want him to see me. I'm hiding.
1: Too spooky for me. Too spooky. I am
0: way too much of a wimp. I'm not dying.
1: I'm not... <laughs> I mean, I'm not the strongest man either when it comes to the paranormal.
0: Like, Yeah, I'm, I'm not that person. I'm not the white person I... in a horror film who's just like, let's go hide behind the chainsaws.
1: To all the ghosts out there who want to haunt me, I'm not the one. I'm not the one. That's not me. I'm not I'm the good. one. Not
0: the one. <laughs> so our next story is the Spectre that's said to haunt and sing Christmas carols at the Hotel Bethlehem. Ooh. So at the Hotel Bethlehem, it's located in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, It's home to a number of chilling ghost stories. So I would love to dive back into that one day. And one of them revolves around a girl named Mary Yohi. She was born in 1866. And Mary, also known as May, was raised on stage. She was in love with singing. She loved acting, performing, all at a very young age. So her talent gained a lot of attention. And she even caught the attention of a of a wealthy lord who quickly married and made her a member of the British aristocrats. So tragically, her success did kind of lead down a dangerous path. Her marriage fell apart. Um, her love went bankrupt, and I guess that caused their marriage to fall apart. So, you know. It's a shame. It's I was shame. gonna say, I don't know, I don't really know what happened there, but it sounds kind of a little bit fishy. So all of that happened she decided to go and marry a American marry an American soldier and or bigger. yes, exactly. but roles got reversed and uh, he ended up draining her as she grew older and came closer to her death. she would always kind of think about Bethlehem and the time there she said she said it was the best time of her life. So then she passed away, and as soon as she passed away, you know, around Christmas Eve, is what it would have been, Mm -hmm. she was appearing. Her ghost would appear at the Hotel Bethlehem. And to this day, people, visitors, claim to see the apparition of her in her young form, dressed in elegant clothing and singing at the piano and pacing next to the Christmas tree On Christmas Eve, they even claim to have heard a faint but recognizable voice singing her favorite songs.
1: I hope people don't hit on her. Oh my God, no. Could you imagine? That's just terrible. They'd be like, oh, welcome to the hotel. Here's my uh, room number.
0: (laughs) What if she showed up? Oh, no, (laughs) no, no.
1: That'd be terrible. No.
0: What if her ghost was just like, I have enough energy for this.
1: I have enough energy for this. I have enough energy for this. I'll be like, no, I don't have the energy for this. Would you even feel anything as the ghost or the person? Both, I guess I don't know. There are stories out there. movie God. <laughs> so you guessed it. My next story is back in England. I like these I like these ones. It's also <laughs> it's also England ones today. yeah, I had to pick this one because i i I am very interested in the Tudor era. Like, we watched the Great British Bake Off, and they had to make the Tudor Rose, and for some reason, even though they're British, they had no idea how to make one, and I was straight-up offended. You can attest to that.
0: I, I, You really were, and I was really afraid to tell you that I had no idea what they were talking about. Oh,
1: my God. Well, this one in particular involves Henry VIII's most famous wife. This one is Anne Boleyn is said to return to her childhood home every Christmas Eve. Heaver Castle, which is nestled deep in the British countryside of Kent, was once home to the Boleyn family. Anne Boleyn, the most well-known member of the family, lived the early part of her life there before she married King Henry VIII. Within a few short years of her marriage, however, Anne was targeted by dissent and gossip within the castle, accusing her of everything from witchcraft to adultery. Eventually, her husband formally accused her of these charges, and she was ultimately executed. Whether she Rude. suffers from... <laughs> Rude. I mean, he was pretty rude. She wasn't the first, and she wasn't going to be the last.
0: Uh, th- he was a very rude man.
1: Yeah, he was. Whether she suffers from heartbreak or homesickness, Anne Boleyn's spirit is said to be haunting the halls of her childhood home, Heaver Castle. However, she allegedly only appears on one day of the year, Christmas Eve. Rumors persist that her somber specter is seen drifting silently over the picturesque bridge that spans the River Eden in the grounds Of the home where she knew much happiness.
0: See, okay, so here's what she's doing, right? She's sitting there and she's going, Bitch, I am never going to let you have another peaceful Christmas again. Fuck with me.
1: I mean, if she really wanted that, she could choose something other than Hever Castle. She can go to like Whitehall or Westminster. Yeah,
0: but that's not where she wanted to be. She wanted to be where she had happy memories so she could sit there and make him miserable.
1: Look, I understand that. I would
0: want to make him miserable. And one of the ways let's that I would not, do that let's is spoil let's not, a place let's that Let's not has forget Anne Boleyn
1: was the other woman, technically.
0: You know what? I don't care. She didn't need to die.
1: She didn't need to die. That was pretty brutal.
0: That was rude. Don't,
1: don't tell the popes that, though. They'll be like, oh, no, she was a witch. I'm so glad that uh, happened.
0: Whatever. <laughs> whatever. On that note, I have our next story based in England. Oh hell yeah, let's go! <laughs> so this is my last one personally, but so this is a little bit more of a twisted, kind of weird, interesting. Thing. It's it's you know it's, it's interesting. So this is uh this goes all the way back to the late 18th century on Christmas Eve. There was, according to the legend. There was a highwayman who was known as Gilbert. Oh, catchy name. I just like the name of that. Like, can you imagine like a robber coming up to you, like, give me all your money? And it's just like, it's Gilbert.
1: I hope he has a name tag. <laughs> you have just been robbed by Gilbert. Gilbert.
0: <laughs> um, so he would wander up and down, you know, the town's main road. He would cause mayhem, he would rob people as as it were. So one evening on Christmas Eve, a man and his daughter were traveling in their carriage and Gilbert appeared to them and he was just like, you know, give me all your money. And the daughter was able to get out of the carriage. But before the dad could get down, uh, the horses were scared away and, you know, they started going away with the uh, horsemen. And the father still in the carriage. So this girl, the daughter.
1: That's worst case scenario. Yeah,
0: right? She was left with Gilbert because Gilbert was not in the carriage at this point. So, you know, the as soon as the court coachman and the father could get the horses calmed down, they turned around to go back to where, you know, they had been robbed to see if they could find the daughter. And right. when they got there, the daughter was nowhere to be found. But Gilbert was there laying on the ground with a stab wound in his stomach
1: hell yeah you get him girl
0: it said that the girl had found out that gilbert was the one who killed her brother so she took a knife and she just stabbed him and then ran off but nobody ever found the daughter so it said that Gilbert now wanders up and down the street on Christmas Eve, just kind of sombering, walking around, going up and down.
1: I don't feel sorry for this, man.
0: I really don't either. It's what he gets. If, but I am wondering, whatever. I, I do, The one thing I wonder is what happened to the daughter.
1: Yeah, that is a real mystery. hope she isn't in, like, a chest or something. Oh, my God.
0: It, it
1: was her. <laughs> it was her the whole time. <laughs> All right. Well... My last story, and I I think the last story of the podcast, we're still in Europe, just not in England this time. Man, we just—we really
0: left the United States for this episode.
1: My next story is the ghosts of Poland's kings are said to gather in the dragon's den on Christmas Eve. In the middle of Krakow, Poland, sits the Wawel Castle, which for centuries served as the home of each of Poland's kings after it was built in the early Middle Ages. Since this time, it's been associated with numerous legends and ghost stories spanning as far back as the prehistoric era. One such legend involves a large series of caves that are rumored to exist under a plot of nearby land known as Walwell Hill. These caves have been explored countless times since they were discovered centuries ago, and they were rumored to hold a statue of a dragon and a millennia of human record. Which is not surprising to me because Poland, they have statues of dragons everywhere, especially in like Warsaw or Krakow. It's very cool, actually. The caves are believed to have been inhabited by humans since the prehistoric era. The legend says that in the 11th century, King Casimir, who was just a child at the time, explored these caves and came across a strange tunnel. Inside the tunnel, he claimed to have found a large stone emitting a glowing light. And from this light, a magical protective energy is said to be emitted throughout Krakow. To this day, local legend claims that ghosts of all of Poland's past kings meet every Christmas Eve in that very tunnel to confer upon the fate of Krakow. Oh, but it's cool as fuck. I'm not gonna I, lie.
0: It's also like scary. It's what if they decide they're just like, now nah, this place needs to go. <laughs> no,
1: nah, Krakow's done. It had a good run.
0: <laughs> like, could you imagine what would happen?
1: I mean, they got nothing to lose. Their ghosts.
0: Well, I mean like but
1: still, like what if they're just like, All right, we're blowing this
0: place to bits. It just vanishes one day. It's just it's just gone. It's just like it's gone one day. Just that's just how it rolls, you know. All right, well Well,
1: I think that's all the time we have left, huh?
0: That is, that is. So everyone, thank you for joining us. This has been the Haunting Podcast. Again, I'm your host Tegan. And I'm Jordan. You guys have a good night. Merry Christmas.
1: Merry Christmas.
0: This has been The Haunting Podcast. Do you have an idea for an episode or just want to leave a comment and say hi? Visit our website at thehauntingpodcast.com for this, show notes, and other extras. Thank you for listening and have a good night.